There comes a point in our lives when we strive to define our true meaning and purpose. Many of us move through our existence day after day, living through the same cycles and patterns that leave us feeling unfulfilled and searching for more. For those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every moment, to redefine how we perceive the truths of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every day. Are you living or are you killing time? Today, this moment, the now, this point in existence is all you have, all you will ever have. It is the place where all of your creative power resides. It's where you have the ability to make really anything happen from. It doesn't happen in what you would perceive as the past. And to say you will do it in the future is just referencing a now moment that hasn't arrived yet. But when it gets here, that moment will be a now moment. It'll be that moment of now. Now, I'm usually inspired week to week to discuss something that's going on in my life or a common theme that keeps popping up for me, something that the universe keeps nudging in front of my face and saying, hey, you need to talk about this one. And this one has come up for me as I'm trying to overcome a lot of things that I find myself going through or growing through is really what's been popular. Instead of saying something that you're going through it, really everything that we go through is something that we grow through. So it's more pertinent to say that you're growing through these things instead of making it sound like you're going through something in a negative connotation. A lot of those negative things tend to be the best growing experiences we've ever had. So as I'm growing through this thing, and I feel like certain things are hanging over my head right now, I feel like I have a lot of unfinished lessons that I need to learn for me and my soul to evolve at this point in time. And one of the most miraculous things about all these things that I find as I'm digging deep is really I'm not the only one. There's so many other people who are attracted to a podcast like this and people who are in some of the circles that I'm in who really feel like they're going through and growing through some of the most uh, important stages of their life. They're shedding a lot of the old habits and beliefs. They're learning new things. They're learning new ways to operate. They're going to govern how they look at the rest of their lives, how they react to certain situations from this point forward. And then a lot of people are reaching a similar point in development and advancement in mastering their life. And they're doing things and taking steps and making moves to move into sort of a permanent state of mastery in their life. Although there are ebbs and flows, even if you you think you've mastered things, you think that you're on top of the world, even some of the most successful people who seem to have it all put together will still have their challenges. They still have the things that pop up to them day to day, time to time. And the difference between them and someone else who really doesn't feel like they have a handle on their life is those people are often ready for those things to happen. And not so much ready as in prepared financially or anything else. It means they know that this is the way life goes. Life is never just going to be sunshine and rainbows. It doesn't matter how much money you have. If you have a ton of money, you could lose your health. You know, you can have your health and money, but no love in your life. You know, there's always something where something could be missing. 
So you just have to look at those those bright sides and realize that when you have the ebbs and flows, when things are going up and down like they the laws of the universe say they will, you're prepared for them. You're prepared for the good and appreciate it when it's the opposite. You know it's short-lived, but you know to expect it on the way in. And that really is the defining mindset between some of the people who can handle some of the toughest times and some people who really haven't learned how to do it yet. But I'm fortunate enough, really, lately, to be in these circles of people who are happening to life instead of it happening to them. People who are moving with purpose rather than just letting the river of life take them downstream and beating them up against the rocks or even worse, them trying to swim upstream against the flow of what life wants to take them, where life wants to take them. So one of the biggest things I've noticed about not only my own life, but some of the people that I've coached along the way and some of the people that have coached me along the way as well, is that there are often things that are left undone in a lot of our lives. And that creates a ton of discord, whether it's projects um, that are open-ended, whether it's ideas that you've had that you've done nothing with, that you keep mulling them over, whether it's relationships that don't have a firm ending, whether it's family or love, a lot of us have those relationships that are just, they didn't end in a great way. We have those those things or those people that are just sort of left undone with loose ends. And those take our mental energy, all those things, the unfinished projects, the things that you're constantly telling yourself, someday I'm going to do something with this. Someday I'm going to go back to school. Someday I'm going to do this. Someday I'm going to do that. It's always hanging over your head. And therefore, you get down on yourself for not taking the action. When you look at days past and years past, you get upset with yourself for not taking some sort of an action to put a bookend on that particular thing that you've been wanting to settle in your life. And that takes a ton of mental energy away from the now moment. I mean, really, if you think about some of the metaphors, there's so many different metaphors for some of these these concepts. But one of the greatest ones that I heard was, when you have too many priorities, when you have too many irons in the fire, you know, you have too many things that are taking away your mental energy. It's like having a a garden hose with a dozen splitters on it. Um, every splitter has another splitter off of it, and you only have so much water pressurizing that line. Nothing downstream is going to get the supply of water that it needs, or in the case of your life, it's not going to get the energy that it needs. Nothing's ever going to come to fruition because your energy is divided in so many different areas. So you have to tie up some of those loose ends. You have to close off some of those those divisions in that garden hose so you can funnel all the energy into one certain area. If you have that hose watering a whole bunch of things in your life, those things are going to dry up. Those things are going to cease to exist. Nothing is going to flourish. Nothing is going to thrive because your energy is so divided. But when you can start closing off those loose ends, you start putting endings on things. You start tying things up and moving on and funneling that energy down to a single focal point or just maybe as few as possible. You're going to have that energy focused on some of those things. And therefore, that saying, where your attention goes, energy flows, those things are going to start to flourish in your life. And I feel like right now in my life, I'm the king of that. And it's that other saying where you sometimes best teach what you need to learn. The point that I'm at in my life right now was 
one of circumstance, uh, you know, my political career, the full-time job that I'm in, and this podcast, all of them were completely unexpected paths that I ever planned to take. And they all kind of came about within a matter of a few months of each other. So I don't think in my right mind, given the choice I would ever have again, would I ever put myself in a position where I would be spread so thin. But now I have the obligations that I have. On top of COVID, you know, of all things, I've had all these obligations through COVID. I've had all these obligations with a very sick wife for the past year and a half. Um, been fighting a major illness. Luckily, she's coming out at the other end of it. But so many priorities spread so thin. And then I get frustrated on myself. Like, why isn't the podcast bigger? Even though I'm very pleased and grateful for the success that it's had, I get that sort of spoiled child syndrome where I'm looking at it. I looked at the numbers and I see things go up really, really quick. And then they kind of plateau. And I'm like, well, how come it's not doing any better? Well, because there's other things that you have to do. There's other actions you have to take to get to certain levels. And because of the amount, there's only 24 hours in a day. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much power in that garden hose when you split that thing in so many different directions. And then to throw a wrench into it all, one of the worst things that can make this type of situation that I'm in and, and probably a situation that many of you are in as well, if you're a go-getter, you're somebody who wants to do so many different things, is procrastination. And I would say, historically, I'm not going to say that I am the king of procrastination, but definitely at many, many points through many years of my life up until the last few years, I was the absolute king of procrastination. I would do things last minute so consistently throughout my life. It was probably one of the most consistent things that I had going on was that I would always procrastinate on things. And I would make excuses as to why. And I would actually justify those excuses to myself. And yeah, I remember my quote in my high school, my senior uh, quote in my yearbook was never avoid putting off until tomorrow what you can avoid doing altogether. Like that was an absolute exclamation point on the type of person that I was for so many years, including back then. Um, but it also shows a completely different mindset that I have now versus back then. But like I said a moment ago, I would actually justify why I couldn't get certain things done in my life. I would justify the fact that I had to work several jobs and couldn't afford going to school, which is why I didn't finish my degree at certain points. But I always had enough money to go on expensive trips. I had money for expensive cars, but I didn't have money for something like that. So... You know, I'd also make the excuses that I was too busy doing so many things. You know, I, I had to work all this overtime and I had to pay the bills or, you know, I had to make this money so I could do this project, but I had to do the work first to get the money to complete this project on my house or whatever it is I needed to do. You know, I could take more time off once I just got past this little busy season, which never seemed to end. No matter what, there would always be something that would get in the way. And that was the story that I constantly told. That is all I would ever say, and that's all I would ever see transpiring in my life. And because I perpetuated that story, month after month, year after year, I would have the same story going on in the book of my life. That chapter would just never end because that was exactly what I was doing when I had the pen in my hand. I just kept on writing that story page after page. There would always be that excuse of, well, I'll start that thing tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the day. 
But that all stopped when I really changed my mindset to adopt a new way of approaching these kinds of things and really anything that I wanted to do in my life. And I think one of the biggest keys to that was when the second fight with cancer came around. I realized that tomorrow is just not guaranteed. And of course, you hear everybody say that. But when you're actually this, when, when you're like this immortal person, like I, my mindset used to be, I, you know, I was, I was invincible. I, I couldn't be hurt. No one could stop me. I was Mr. Invincibility in the boxing ring and everything else. Biggest ego in the world. But then when you realize that life is so short and I had a lot of things, the potential of my family being taken away from me at one point, you start to actually sit and evaluate what life really is all about. What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you doing today? Because tomorrow might not even be here. And to be in your 20s and have mortality stare you in the face a couple of times brought that about. And when I first had the idea of making this podcast, among many things, when I sat there and said, okay, if I had a podcast, what would I actually talk about? I would want every single one of you listening who's never been faced with that mortality, I would want you all to learn my lesson so it doesn't take some sort of a hard lesson like that for you to do the things you want to do now. Do the things that you're saying tomorrow or next week or next month, I'm going to do them. Like right now, I'm recording this episode in mid-April. Let's say you didn't jump on the train. Say you got a goal, whether it's weight loss or whatever it is, and you didn't get to do it in January. Guess what? Don't wait to do anything when it comes to New Year's. Do it right now. Set today as your day as you're listening to this podcast and start taking the steps to do whatever it is that you want to accomplish because really, you just don't know how much time is left. You pick up that phone, you call the person you haven't talked to, the, the people who you have been too busy to spend time with, whether it's your kid, your spouse, all those things need to happen now. Because when you said yesterday that you're just going to do this certain thing tomorrow, well, that's today. Today is yesterday's tomorrow. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Another wonderful sponsor that I want to mention is Organifi. I vowed to be very selective in the companies that I partnered with for the podcast, but after trying some of their products, the results that I've had, and discovering how truly unique of a company they are, I had to support them on the show. Not only are they an amazing group of people with an outstanding mission, but this company produces some of the highest quality superfood products that I've ever tried. Going above and beyond certified organic, they certify the purity of their products many times over. I'm personally in love with the gold chocolate, which is a hot chocolate style drink that I have at the end of a long day. And it not only satisfies my cravings for dessert, but it also promotes recovery and relaxation with all of its incredible ingredients. And I haven't been able to live without this stuff ever since I discovered it. Check out their long line of amazing products at OrganifiShop.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com. And if you find something you like, enter the coupon code LiveThisLife, all one word, to get 15% off of your order. For me, one of the worst things in life is the fear of missing out, FOMO. I I have the worst FOMO. I've had it for years. I've had it since I was a kid. I always wanted to do so many different things. I mean, like right now, I've even got this like FOMO when it comes to doing all these cryptos and stuff. I'm seeing people making a ton of money and I'm like, man, I got to get involved. I got to do this. I got to do that. 
I think since I had mortality really staring me in the face is when a lot of that started to kick in. Um, I'm like, you know, I almost had life taken away from me twice before 30 and all through my thirties. I didn't even know 40 was going to be a possibility when I got here. I'm 40 now and it was an awesome gift to have, but all throughout my thirties, it was like, will I make it to that milestone? My doctors told me they weren't even sure. You just had to live every single day like it had meaning. Treat every single day like tomorrow just isn't guaranteed. And as much as I wish I could have done that more than I did, as much as I would have loved to have been like white water rafting and bungee jumping and diving out of planes, all that exciting stuff that people do when they only know they have like weeks or months left in their life. How much would I love to live every day of life that way? Someday I will, maybe sometime soon. But in all reality, we still have to pay the bills. And if I would have lived that way in my early 30s, I'd be bankrupt right now because luckily I kept going for more than a decade. But the fear of missing out on things, um, that fear can be like so many other things that, that, that you fear. It can be used against you or it can be one of the most valuable things in your life. The fear to motivate you can be the same as the fear to paralyze you. It just depends on how you determine you're going to use that energy. I mean, I'll, t- I'll use a quick example of um, my experience boxing. You can use the fear to paralyze you. I mean, really, when you're about to go into a ring and you're about to to fight somebody, people die in the ring all the time. So you have that in the back of your mind. Being humiliated in front of the people who might be watching, especially one of my last fights I had, it was in front of, I think, more than a couple thousand people. It was terrifying. That fear can paralyze you and lock you in place and make you do all the wrong things so you'll lose. Or it can make you extremely sharp. It will light a fire that makes you train harder or sharpen your axe be the best at your craft that you possibly can be because you don't want to lose. You're not afraid of losing so much or you are and you let that fear burn so hot that you sharpen your ax so much and become so good at what you're going to do. The fear kind of dissipates because you get the level of confidence. Like at first I was afraid. So I got so good at what I was going to do or I didn't want to miss out on these opportunities So I did everything that I could. I let that fear light a fire that just couldn't be stopped. And then once I got there, the fear dissipated because I got to the place I wanted to be or I got so ready to do whatever it is I wanted to do through my training or whatever the situation is. The fear was like a rocket and it pushed you in the direction that you wanted to go rather than froze you in place. The two different polarities of what that fear can actually do. Now, if you don't, like missing out on things, if you have that fear of missing out, you use that that fear to guide what actions you're going to take and how quick you're going to take them in your life. If you don't like the idea of missing out on something, you don't like the idea of missing out on time and experiences with people that matter to you, then you use that, that fear that you might not have a chance to govern where you're going to go tomorrow, what steps you're going to take today. And how you're going to react to that fear. I don't like the idea of missing out on any experiences because you can't get those back. When certain things come up, I have said yes probably too many times. But when it comes to saying yes to the people that matter most to me, I always say yes. 
I've had to say no to a lot of opportunities lately just because the bandwidth just isn't there. But when it comes to spending time with my family, if I have to choose between grinding and getting something done or taking a trip with my family, I have a lot of home improvement projects, a lot of things that I still have left undone that cause discord in my life right now because I choose to do things with my family and I'll never regret that. Just sometimes I get a little bit overwhelmed and down on myself for not doing the certain things that I should do. But in the end, I think when my time comes, I'll be looking back on all the decisions I made and saying, you know what, those moments, they're priceless. I wouldn't have spent that currency of time any other way. And I think this also comes for me from spending 18 years in a career that I felt held me back in a lot of ways. It gave me a lot too. And I, I always poo-poo on my my former life, my, my experience that I had doing law enforcement and everything else that I did and in art crime and everything else. But those things gave me a lot. But I also feel like I fit myself into some sort of a mold or a typecast that helped me back from my true self, one that I've been able to find much, much easier and been much more um, been much more harmony with over the last two or three years. It gave me, that career gave me a lot, but I really left that career in the divine right timing for me. You know, everything, all those years where I went through all the stuff that I went through, it was worth whatever it needed to teach me. And I left when the universe really said, you were done. You've learned that lesson. It's time to move on, move the tassel on your cap to the other side, move on to something else. So I can't really look back on any of that with regret. But I also see what I've been able to do in the last three years and some of the relationships I've made and the shifts in my perspectives on everything and how much just genuinely happier and how much more I enjoy life, how much healthier I am, everything. The stuff I've been able to accomplish, the people I've been able to meet, the fun I've been able to have, all the things I feel like I was held back on, they're all now coming to me. But also on the flip side, I feel like maybe that was like the arrow being drawn back just so I could be shot forward. And it's hard not to sit back and say, why didn't I do all of this sooner? So now I have this mindset of, yes, go, do, do that thing, that, that opportunity, say yes, go, which is why my plate is so over full right now, because I keep going up to the buffet table before I clear my plate. Something looks good and I want it before I miss out on anything else. So I say yes. But the point is, there are so many things. There are so many things to be interested in. There are so many opportunities out there. There are so many people. If you're someone who doesn't feel like you have many people in your life, no matter what you've done with previous relationships or friendships or anything, there are millions, billions of people on this planet that are similar to you, who have similar interests. And it's today that you can seek those things out. There's opportunities if you're, you don't like the career that you're in. There's opportunities where you can start making those changes today. Just the little bits of research, the things that you can start to look up to make those little steps. And as long as you make a step, you pledge to yourself every single day. Whether you get up every single day and you get dressed and go to the gym, or you wake up every single day and before your day is over, you read several pages or a chapter out of a book because you're dedicating yourself toward reading more books. Whatever it is, if you dedicate a fraction of your day, a part of your day that you had not done yesterday, to doing something toward that goal today, 
you're making those steps. And eventually that momentum builds and it builds. I've seen it happen a million times over, but putting them off to another day just builds on that momentum of discord as well. Saying someday is the same thing as saying tomorrow. It can be one of the biggest blockages that you allow into your life. Becomes a, it becomes a pattern of behavior, really. And I've seen it. I've done it to myself. People who come to me for life coaching, it is one of the biggest things that you have to try to shatter is that pattern of behavior that they've built. And even when it comes to those things that are left undone, whether it's relationships or anything else, once you've put a bookend on some of those things that take up your time and attention, something you haven't put closure to, all of those thoughts of, quote, when will you do it? And all the, the energy that you lose by, by trying to think of when this thing is going to happen, when I have the chance to talk to this person again, when I have the chance to put closure on uh, a certain situation, all of that energy that you dedicate toward not having closure takes away a lot in your life. So think about when you're going to fit those things in. And when you do, it leaves so much more room to add to the pleasures in your life. And you will really see a difference in how your life can shift in such a drastic way. So everybody's brains work differently. For me, I'm a list person, which is good and bad because sometimes I'll make these massive lists and think I can definitely get these things done today. And then when I get to the bottom of the, the end of the day, that list of 10 things only has three scratched off on them. But it still, it helps. Every, like I said, though, everybody's brains work completely different. You might not be a list person. They might overwhelm you. But there are certain things that you can do. Making lists, one small example, it just happens to work for me, so that's the one I know what to talk about. Um, but even if you only get one thing crossed off on that list, it's still part of that momentum. It's one step closer. And as long as you're doing it today, that list will still be there tomorrow when that moment is now. That list will be there and you can cross off a few more things. You're that much closer to clearing your plate or you're that much closer towards starting a goal or reaching a goal. Progress is progress. No matter how small or large it is, that momentum forward is still a step forward. But again, aside from how these things are done, because there are so many different methods and strategies and books and tools and all that kind of stuff that can get you there, that can work for you. Since really our cognitive processing and organizational functionality, which really means the way that we align things and store them in our life, whether it's information, whether it's physical things, it works completely different for everybody. All of us learn and operate in a completely different way. What works for me is different for everybody, but the lists, whiteboards, things I can check off, things that remind me, you know, I try to do the calendars to set aside specific time so that I can dedicate just a nothing part of my day. That's been another one that I've been able to incorporate that's actually created more functionality in my life is setting my week up on Sundays, looking at all my appointments and then finding certain days where I'm pretty overwhelmed and making sure that I block up an available amount of time. So nothing else goes in there. And that's been a godsend for me. So if I have back to back meetings with a two hour break in between, I will schedule reflection time, personal time, family time, whatever I feel like calling it, I will put it in there so that not only it blocks it out of my Calendly, 
that no one else will schedule a meeting with me, but it will also remind me like you need to take some of this time and just unwind for a few minutes, give yourself a few moments. And in the last two weeks, it has been a total game changer for me. My life is still as busy as it is, but I'm getting things more and more under control. Just another tool that I can have in my toolbox that's worked for me. But what isn't different? What's the same for us all is when those things don't get done. That part is the same for all of us. The time that those things will get done is not tomorrow. It's right now. The moment of now, the power of now, that book that we spent months reading on the podcast last year. Um, if you haven't checked those out, that book is pivotal. If you're a new listener to the show, go back and listen to those chapters of The Power of Now. Um, definitely is one of those books where you have to start it from the beginning because it builds on itself. Um, but that book by Eckhart Tolle, amazing. And it really gets you to live in moments of now. And that presence just roots you in so much more genuine experience of your life. And it really gets you to realize that the only moment that you have to actually do things is that ever expanding moment of now. But that moment, it is the most powerful moment in your life. It's where you dream. It's where you love, where you create, where you're angry, where you're sad, where you love, where you're happy. It's where every thought and every emotion resides. That is why your presence is key. Because that is how you take a hold of that power and use it how it's supposed to be used. You will decide to procrastinate at the moment you look at that list. You'll say that one doesn't need to get done today or this list can wait until tomorrow. Or you'll make a decision in that moment of now to cross something off because you're going to get it done. But again, that moment is and always will be that moment of now. The moment of now in 10 minutes will be that moment right now. That moment that's going to take place 10 minutes after this episode is over, you can use that 10 minutes to make a list of some of the top 10 things you want to clear off your plate in life. The top 10 things you need to get done. And 10 minutes after that, you pick one thing on that list and get that one thing done. But when you're doing either of them or any of them, that moment won't be 10 minutes from anywhere because that moment will be a new moment of now. And you'll be taking those steps in those now moments to create that list and then moments of now to cross things off. I haven't gotten much into quantum physics in some of these episodes, not as much as I'd like to. You know, I haven't really dove into metaphysical concepts as much as I thought I would have because to be honest, my brain has not been focused on some of those really fascinating things lately. Um, it's really just been on survival mode because of how over full my plate is. Um, it's basically been everything I can to get some of the things, create those lists, cross some of them off. Um, you know, everything that I've got right now to actually create this new studio that we're building on the side of the house. Um, and so we can advance everything with live this life and I can spend a lot more time creating this. I can have a more conducive space. But what I want to touch on briefly is the concept that time is an illusion. I had an earlier episode of the podcast where I dove into this, and Einstein actually said, famous quote of his was, time is an illusion, albeit a persistent one. We have just been so hardwired to think that a day is 24 hours, and an hour is 60 minutes, and there are 24 hours in a day. All these measurements are just part of, of a measurable, observable cycle. 
Every one of those is a coordinate system, like a map. We just use those units of measurement to find our way somewhere, someplace, sometime. But when you find a spot on the map that you're supposedly at, are you there on that map? Or did you just find a place on a made-up two-dimensional representation of the 3D place that you're living in? The same with time. If you were on a plane that could travel as fast as the rotation of the Earth, and the sun never set from your perspective, let's say you were traveling right under high noon on that spaceship or that plane, from your perspective, it wouldn't look like the day ever actually would change. It wouldn't look like morning. It wouldn't look like evening. You would never see nighttime. It was just the same place. How would you even know what tomorrow was? How would tomorrow actually occur? Because you crossed a man-made international timeline that designated Monday from Tuesday. like It's kind of a mind-boggling concept, but that tomorrow really is a made-up concept. It's just a figment, really, of a human-made construct. And as we talked about before, if you go into the theories of general relativity, when you're actually near objects with a higher gravitational pull, time will dilate and it will actually slow down for you. So while someone outside of your gravitational field, let's say you're on a planet like Jupiter, that gravitational field is actually going to slow down time for you and the person who is maybe out in space waiting for you. The time is going to go by so much faster. It was made famous in the movie Interstellar where they went down on a planet with a bunch of water and the guy that was orbiting waiting for them aged like 20 something years in a matter of like an hour that they were down on the surface. And that's actually true. It just shows you how much of a made up construct this idea of tomorrow even is. We get so hung up on time. We focus on, on managing some things that something that is, is fictional as time really is. It's something that's not even a thing. We get distracted from the fact that our most important moment in quote unquote time is the only one that ever exists, and that's right now when you have the power to make change in your life. There is no tomorrow, and this moment today that you have is yesterday's tomorrow. When you said you were going to do that thing, you said you were going to do it tomorrow. Well, it's right now. Do it, even if it's small, it's still the beginning of a momentum that can and will build and it could be very, very hard to stop once that ball gets rolling. Trust me, I know. Sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for. But get that ball rolling and you never know where that entire momentum is going to carry you. But we got into this concept and we got into this discussion in our home a few weeks ago, which kind of inspired this episode. Um, because the word, you know, I'll do it tomorrow got thrown around. And we we're trying to figure out when something was going to actually get completed because we kept on saying tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll have to do that one tomorrow. And it was like, you know what? No, let's do a certain part of it right now. And then we'll do another part of it tomorrow. But don't get me wrong. I love my whimsical metaphysical stuff. So when I say there's no such thing as time, that's really a, in a space time conceptual sense. In all reality, you use that excuse at work or anywhere you go for the most part, that, you know, oh, well, time doesn't exist. I'm not late for work because time doesn't really exist. Nine o'clock, it's nine o'clock somewhere. It's always nine o'clock somewhere. You'll end up in a world of difficulty. 
So whether it's catching a flight or keeping appointments, the world works on that measurement system. Just like we find our way through GPS, we need to find our way through our existence, our coordinated human experience through this measurement of time that we have. Point I'm trying to get across, and I think I've probably hammered this one home pretty well. The horse is well beaten dead at this point. Um, really, that tomorrow isn't guaranteed for any of us. And sometimes we take for granted that there is going to be a tomorrow for us. We assume that we have a million more breaths, a billion more heartbeats, a hundred thousand more sunsets in our future when we really don't know. And that's why presence right now is so vital to life. But stop waiting for that tomorrow because that moment you spoke about yesterday is here right now. All right, folks, I think that's enough out of this one. I'm going to wrap it up and leave you with a song from Soul Rising. This is a perfect one for that moment of now. It's called Frozen in Time off of the album Timeless. Now, if I had it all to do all over again, this probably would have been my quote of my senior yearbook. This one's by Benjamin Franklin. You may delay, but time will not. And time lost is never found again. We'll see you next time.